Moncrief on News Talk. For many people, Christmas Day isn't a time of jolly partying, but one of anxiety. Especially if you're the one who'll be doing all the work feeding people. But the food writer Ali Dunworth has two signature pieces of advice. Pace yourself and break out the Barbie. Ali, good afternoon to you. Hi, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. Barbie? Barbecue? Yeah. Are you mad? <laughs> are you drunk in advance of Christmas? Um, I think everyone thinks that you are, but I did it for the first time a few years ago. And it's really brilliant because actually the turkey cooked way quicker than I expected. Because often it's like hours and hours in the oven. I think mm. I did it, it was about two and a half hours and it frees up the oven for you. So it means you have all that space to do all the rest of the stuff. There's not all that planning and chopping and changing things out because sometimes if you just have one oven the turkey's in there you can't cook anything else. Yeah and can you regulate how well as you said you maybe it cooked a bit quicker than you anticipated how do you regulate how quick you're going to cook it on a barbie you don't have a temperature knob? Yeah there is a few tricks too because I barbecue a lot so I'd have a few of the tools for it but I use a temperature probe that has three probes so it's got a temperature probe in the turkey in the barbecue and outside and you connect it to an app on your phone so you can just sit inside and if the temperature changes from what you want you'll get an alert so you don't have to keep on going in and out and looking in and guessing. Okay. You would have to have something like that to make it easy. And if it gets too hot, then why you just take the, the lid off the barbie? No, you have vents on it so you change the amount of air that goes through. Mm. Like it is a bit I would advise it for first timers but if you're a barbecuer and you tend to not barbecue in the winter time, like it's a good time to do it. Yeah, and so what kind of uh, Barbie would be best for this? I use a Weber kettle, so that's just like the you know the, the kind roundy of dome, ones roundy with the one. Because yeah. I use charcoal, but I mean you could do it in a gas. Like the gas would be easier if you have a gas barbecue because that's much more easy to control the temperature. Okay, yeah, and does does it taste different then? Yeah, it tastes amazing. It tastes really really good because it's just got that smokiness and the way it cooks is really really nice and kind of consistent and the, I the skin I've never seen anything like it like it looks like a fake turkey it looked like something off the telly it was yeah. so it was so perfectly golden and you hardly ever get that in the oven mm. it's really hard it, when you put the barbecue and the lid on literally the heat's just going round and round and round which is exactly what you want with a turkey and you don't have bits that are kind of cooks much more evenly yeah okay okay well that's good then and as you say it frees up space and it's outside and, yeah. and maybe you could even give it to somebody else to look after exactly because exactly. it tends to be like the drunken man in the house who'd be drunk on the day who does the barbecuing and well, go, I'll take over that. I'm yeah. an expert. We tried to change that perception of yeah. barbecuing, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could send someone that. Yeah, we could try to change it. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, and the other thing, and this is, this is a delightful idea, though. I, I couldn't help but fear that it might be, might end in, get a bit messy uh, towards the end of it. You, you really space things out on, yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I, you know, when we're planning Christmas Day, like we don't have the big breakfast, kind of have a very modest breakfast because in our house we generally start eating at about midday, one o'clock and we probably have like two or three starters and build up to like the main course and then spread it out into the evening. So your entire day is kind of, you're up and down to the table. So you're not just sitting there for the whole day or for a few hours eating. Right. Okay. So, so the, the first, now, I mean, and you're talking about a house where you're not got up at four in the morning to open the presents by excited kids because Santa has arrived. No, no. no. I haven't okay. been in a house with small children for a long <laughs> okay. time. What a lovely life yeah. you lead. Uh, right. Okay. So, so, the, so you've got up at a civilised hour. 
had a slice of toast yeah. kind of thing. Well, it's not, not porridge with a little bit of whiskey. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then what's the first thing uh, at, at around midday? Yeah, around midday, one o'clock, you're going to open some bubbles usually. And then just something really easy, nibbles there. So it might be like, I think for starters, the biggest advice is like, if you're cooking the big dinner, don't ever try and make complicated starters. So you can just buy them. So you could, might have like smoked salmon, prawn cocktail, like they're all classics for a reason because they're really easy to do mm. and they're cold and you can have them done before and you don't have to fuss around with the oven. Even pâtés, like you know now in the deli sections in the shop, you get really nice Irish pâté and then stuff like that is really easy. Actually, if you have people who don't eat fish or vegetarians, there's lots of different options for those things. Yeah. So just kind of do two or three bits like that. So more like nibbles. Yeah. And so is that a sit down thing or a it could be. kind of a buffet thing? Yeah, almost. you could be. You could just help yourself and you could be open and presents at the same time. And then, yeah, you could sit down for a starter as well and then yeah. get ready for the main course, which is the big bit. Okay. And so the, the gap between the starter and the main course is a couple of hours? Or something. As long as you want. Yeah. Because it depends who you have coming. Like in our house, we are all split up. So someone might just come to us for a starter and then go to in-laws or something for the main course. Yeah. So it depends yeah. on who you've got coming and going. Everyone's day is going to be different. Yeah. For the starter, and if you're having patties, melba toast, how do yeah. you make that? Just buy like Brennan's bread, like sliced pan mm-hmm. and you toast it once and then you cut it in half like kind of carefully. With a, you mean you slice the actual slice, slice in, half, in half? And then you put it back in the toaster. Now that is something you need to have someone very responsible for because that's when you burn it and set the House on fire. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Set the alarm off and yeah. all that. But you and can more also slicing the slice of bread and how to, to make it thinner. Yeah. yeah. But you can also buy like really nice, really thin bread. Or you can buy really nice crackers and really yeah. nice. You can buy Melba toast pre-done, and you could buy really nice like fancy crackers. Like they're all the shop is full of them now. Okay. Right. Okay. That's nice. So yeah. uh, nice civilized starter. Fairly relaxed. People go. Uh, people then presumably, if if someone is in charge of the main meal, they've remained in the kitchen. Other people have kind of spread out around the house. Yeah, but like in our house, we have two. So I cook with my dad. So we'll be in charge of the main course. And then my mom will be doing all the, getting the serving dishes. So you kind of want to give that job to somebody. Okay, fair enough. Because you're timing your turkey and your ham and your vegetables and all that. I think the day before, like one of the main things I say is write lists. So you should be doing your list the day before. You should be, you're running order, how long everything's going to take, how many dishes you're going to need. So you don't have that panic at the end. Do you have a timer? Because I I, yeah, I know people who use timers and they're very handy. I would sit down in the morning and write down your timings and put it into your phone. Yeah, and then it beeps like, saying, now you should be doing, now we're doing the thing. Like your phone, you can put, I think, infinite amounts of timers. And yeah. the thing about it is you can label it then so you don't forget what it is. Yeah. So you can say, two hours, check turkey. So you can put it in. So that's really helpful. Okay. Or post, post-it notes, but they tend to go astray. I know. Yeah, they're too messy. Yeah. Now, so you've had your starter and, and it, it, you've bought it. So there's virtually yeah. no, no preparation in that. Do you have another starter then before the main event or, or, or what's going on then in, in this period? Are yeah, people, because you recommend setting up some sort of a gin station. Well, I think that if you've got people coming over, if you've got a lot of people coming over, it's nice then to set up somewhere where they can make their own drinks. Yes. So then you don't have to be fussing around people. So if you set up a little drink station and then people can help themselves, like... You know, you hope they don't ha- have too much before dinner, but... <laughs> you <laughs> hope, yeah. yeah. So is it, so? Is there anything else to eat in between the starter and the, and the main dinner or, or what yeah. would, would you normally do it? Two, we usually have two starters and then you might oh, have... Oh, right, yes, okay. So you might have like the salmon or like a prawn cocktail or something and then you might sit down and have pate 
and then you would have your main course. Okay, but these there's ga- gaps in between all these yeah. during which people have gone up to the drink station and helped yeah. themselves. And to help you just yeah. in between for, yeah. you know, getting, yeah. the dish, no, no getting into the dishwasher, getting all that stuff absolutely done. Absolutely, no one's pissed at this point. Yeah. No, no, well, that's absolutely fine. That, yeah. it, that doesn't always happen, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and also, like, apart from the turkey. Yeah. So the turkey's outside and it's in the barbie and it's kind of looking after itself. People start footering around, you know, the the the, uh, the best goose fat for the spuds and all that kind of stuff. Do you really need to do all that? Well, I would thing? say, like, if you can, if you want to have the best roast potatoes, do them the full way where you parboil them, you dry them out fully and then you would get like a goose fat or duck fat in the oven. Mm. The problem with that is if your turkey's in there and you need a really high temperature for your potatoes, you have to get the timing right. So you'll have to take the turkey out because that won't yeah. be a high temperature. But you can fully do your potatoes in advance and freeze them. Like if you want to do that yeah, ahead, yeah. You can, there's loads of things like gravy. Jamie Oliver does a get ahead gravy. You make your gravy beforehand. You can make your roast potatoes beforehand. Even just parboil them because you want to dry them out completely. But like if you are really stressed and you've got a lot of people, you can buy roast potatoes. Yeah. Frozen. And but they, see, that's, that's, that's my question to you really. That, that There's a lot of things in the shops now. There is the frozen uh, um, uh, roast potatoes and kind of posh kind of gravy yeah. things. Yeah. And are they any worse than anything you'd make yourself? Well, significantly. The way I see it is if you think it's going to be stressful during the day, whatever you buy is going to be better than something that's going to stress you out. Yeah. And if you are buying, like the shop is full of really nice stuff in the freezer and in the deli aisles and in your butcher. And it's just read the labels. So if you're buying gravy, like does it have bones in the ingredients? Does it have turkey in the ingredients? Like what's in it? So, but seriously. <laughs> An important thing. Yeah, yeah. even the roast potatoes, look at them. If there's like 20 ingredients, don't buy them. You can buy frozen roast potatoes that literally just have roast potatoes, fat and salt on them. So read your ingredients of anything that you buy pre-packaged because mm. you just want to make sure you're getting the best quality that you can. Yeah. Okay. So, right. That's, that's nice. So then at that point, people sit down uh, um, for, yeah. for the dinner. Now, the, the again, with the, with the ham... There can be a lot of fussiness around the ham, cooking it in Coke or cider or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we stopped, Do you need to do that? No, I stopped doing that years ago because I buy from a James Whelan. They do one that's you literally just put in the oven. Oh, and there's yeah. loads of them like like that now that you don't have to boil. They do a Christmas dinner that you can put uh, James Will in the in the air fryer. Yeah, yeah, and that's like you could totally use the air fryer as well for your Christmas dinner, like for your vegetables as another oven. So if you are like thinking about that for your, you know, you could do your roast potatoes in the air fryer. They're not going to be as nice as the ones cooked in goose fat. Yeah, but you could fully do that. But yeah, like James Whelan or any of your local butchers, like they have so many. If you go in and say, "I'm afraid to cook Christmas dinner." Or I'm a bit afraid of the turkey. <laughs> They're going to sell you a boned and rolled turkey that you just put straight in the oven and it's going to take no time to cook and it's going to be easy to carve. Mm. So it would be like looking for as many shortcuts as you can get. Yeah. See, yeah, you're right. And so then after dinner, uh, what happens then? After dinner, I am always want to go for a break and then a cheese board. Okay. For me, the cheese board at Christmas time is like one of the best things about it. Uh, and 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 is the cheese board before the dessert of some sort? Yeah, for me it is. But yeah. I wouldn't have like a massive sweet tooth on Christmas Day. So, but like you're always probably always going to have like I know a lot of people will make trifle and stuff. Anytime we've made an elaborate dessert for Christmas Day, it doesn't get touched because you might have you've got mince pies, you've got mm. roses open. There might be selection boxes, and I think we're more like the cheese. 
and then the sweets later on when you're in front of the telly. Yeah. Thing about cheese as well, that's and a lot of households will be going off to buy cheese, and, and normally the rest of the year they're just buying a block of cheddar and yeah. you know um, maybe a bit of Wensdale. That's that's about it. But they're buying all these posh cheeses that they might necessarily like and spending a load of money on it too. Yeah, well, the best thing to do is if you have time and you have a shop or a cheesemonger to go in and say, I don't really eat much cheese because you can taste and you can buy things that yeah. you like. But like there's also, you know, much tamer versions like all, I mean, it's better to buy it in the cheesemonger, but all the supermarkets and the shops now have little packets of, you know, an Irish cheese selection. They all have it and they're not going to be overly ripe or overly mm. like full on if you're not a big cheese eater. But it's a good time to try. Yeah. I love blue cheese at Christmas time. Like I think it's not Christmas without blue cheese and something really, really stinky. So, yeah, see, again, that there's that, like there's this stinky one that some people love that and some people just, you know, yeah. start opening all the windows in the house on Christmas Day, which is... Yeah, but not, just make sure you have... Convivial. I mean, if you have like a porch or like somewhere cold, it's really good for putting them in an airtight box and keeping stuff like that stored away, away yeah. from everything. But make sure you get the cheese out at least an hour before you're going to eat it because you want it to be room temperature. You don't want to eat cold cheese. No. Uh, someone says frozen roasties of the devil's testicles. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Well, no, I are. think that there's a different types now. So like there used to be one particular brand you'd get in the freezer, but like there's all different versions of them now. So you can kind of posh them up. Yeah. And like if they're saving you a stress, then they're good. Then, well, exactly. Yeah. If you're kind of, you know, if you're yeah. in a shocking mood because of all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we use our portable charcoal barbecue to cook steaks or spatchcock chicken. We use it all year round. Brilliant. The bonus is the flavour, no smoke in the kitchen. Uh, Anne says, has she ever cooked on the big green egg barbecue? If I win the cash machine, it's on my list. Otherwise, I'll dream on. <laughs> no, I would love to. That'd be the absolute dream because that's much easier to temperature control than the like the regular kind of charcoal barbecue that I use. Yeah. So yeah, one to have one of those little ceramic ones is the dream. That's literally an outdoor oven. It's so easy to use. Okay, well, and presumably they cost a fortune then, given what Anne was saying there. Like, yeah, your other barbecue might be like 60, 100 quid there. You're talking more in the triple figures. Like, oh, yeah. right. Uh, you'd need to split the duties. Otherwise, one person spends the entire day in and out of the kitchen prepping different courses while everyone else gets sozzled. This uh, is true. Take, but it's you and your dad in your house. So yeah. at least you have that. Yeah. And then I I think if you're cooking, you should never have to do the clean up. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I like cooking, so I'm enjoying that during the day. So, mm. it's, you know, it's important that it's someone who actually enjoys what they're doing. I, I would hate to be doing the wash-up. Oh, yeah, everyone enjoys doing the clean-up. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> everyone's favourite part of the day. Is there a delicate balance, though, in, in, you know, there might be beyond, you know, the rest of the house might be beyond repair uh, when it comes to doing the clean-up? Or uh, they're asleep in front of Harry yeah, Potter? Yeah, but it, you can just fall asleep and leave the mess the next day, really, can't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, use Alexa or Google for your timers on Christmas morning. Once you know how your day oh. is panning out, say, Alexa, remind me to check the turkey at 2 p.m. And then Alexa, remind me to put on the spuds at 3.30 p.m. And later, Alexa, remind me to warm the plates at 4 p.m., etc. That way, she's reminding you what to do as the day goes on. And in case you get a little tipsy at the gin station, uh, says another texter. But of course, what I've just done there is broadcast all those instructions to Alexa <laughs> on the national airwaves. I'd like to apologise to all the households around Ireland who are going to get nagged by Alexa over the rest of the afternoon. Uh, that's a, um, that's lot a brilliant of, idea. A uh, lot of common sense there, Ali. Thanks a million yeah, for coming in no uh, to talk to us today. Uh, that was Ali Dunworth Thanks, there. John. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.